0: Are you ready for a little pep talk on your coffee break? Then here's your host, Grace. They say it is a beautiful moment when a passion and a career come together and that is exactly what my guests today, Mindy and Greta from Twig and Arrow have created. I feel so lucky to have got to know Mindy and her amazing family during my time at Sweet Bakery as wedding industry comrades and I'm very excited to introduce you guys to them today as well. This beautiful duo aren't exactly your typical florists, they are botanical stylists creating the most stunning bouquets installations and just downright pieces of art from flowers and greenery their style is modern and lush with a beautiful studio shop space in wellington and they also hold super fun workshops i can say from personal experience Mindy has been a florist for over 15 years now and more recently her lovely daughter Greta has joined the team, helping to take Twig and Arrow to the next level with online deliveries and their brand new retail space as well. I can't wait to hear all about how Mindy started and built this beautiful business, what is it like working as a mother-daughter duo and what their plans for the future are. So let's find out more. Hello, Mindy. Hi, Greta. Thank you so much for joining me for a pep talk chat today. Are you guys phoning in from your house together or are you at work? Where are we at? We are at, well, we're <laughs> in our
1: our shop neighbor's back stock room because our shop is on the
0: street level. So... There's a bus stop right
1: outside our shop and we would just hear bus after bus. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> Very authentic Wellington sounds, but I do appreciate you hiding in a stock room to get good audio. <laughs> that's that's next level commitment, guys. Thank you for that. <laughs> so uh, before we get into hearing all about beautiful twig and arrow, as you I'm sure you know. We like to warm up a little bit on the chats with some this or that questions just to get you guys in the mood. I feel like this one is a little bit like making you choose between your children, but I'm not actually gonna ask you to choose between your children. Um, But I'm gonna say flowers or plants?
1: Ooh, flowers.
0: Yeah, I thought you might say that. Greta, you're gonna get a different one. You're gonna get cupcake or donut. Oh, that's that's a hard one. Um, I think donut. I think
1: I'm a bread person
0: (laughs) dough based products. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) All right, Mindy, you're going to, you can have an easy one this time. Walk along the beach or walk in the bush. Oh, the beach. I have to be by the water. Absolutely. Nice. And you guys still live by the, by the
1: beach. Yeah, we live up in
0: Mapuya. So we Mm. live right above Mm. Shelley Bay now. So nice. Okay, Greta, your turn. Black and white or color?
1: Oh, that's
0: really hard. Um, mm, I used I to be it very black
1: and white, but now I think color. Oh yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I, I think, think I've I've
1: gone to the colorful side.
0: Good. Welcome to the colourful side. It's beautiful. (laughs) But I I know that you're a very creative person, so I thought you might enjoy that question. That was a good one for you. All right, Mindy, your turn. We've got metal or wood. Oh, that's so...
1: (laughs) Probably wood, I would say. I grew up... My dad was a wood brew and so I I absolutely love all... I can tell you so much
0: about wood. (laughs) So yeah, wood it is. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even know that about you when I chose that question. That's perfect for you. Oh, beautiful. Okay, last one, Greta. Theme park or museum? Museum. I'm not a big
1: theme park person. Um, oh. But I was forced to go to oh. Universal Studios when we went overseas <laughs> last year. Forced? Yeah, and that <laughs> and was, yeah, that was good, but far. I prefer to Guggenheim. <laughs> No, yeah, you did. I did. You I did love the Guggenheim it. more than Universal Studios. If they could put a
0: roller coaster in oh, the Guggenheim, like a good I trip, think though, we I like would that. both have, like, just yeah. have a great time. <laughs> Best of both worlds. Keep everyone happy. <laughs> I like that. All right, good, good warm up, guys. So to begin with, I think it'd be really cool. I would love to hear a bit about your background, Mindy. I imagine that people might be able to tell from your accent that you're not originally from New Zealand, but we have, of course, adopted you now. But tell us quickly how you ended up in New Zealand. And I think it'd be interesting to hear as well, like what your background in terms of training or study and anything like that was.
1: Mm. Okay. Um... So I'm in the witness relocation program. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Picture this. I'm not even surprised. (laughs) Uh, um, No, I, um, my, oh, it's a really long story, but I'll try and make it really concise. So my younger sister married a Kiwi and I had come over about, about a year after they had been married to visit them and they were uh, living in Auckland at the time and soon to move to Wellington so I kind of made the move with them while I was visiting and um right before I was kind of due to go back to the states I met Greta's dad Stuart and uh we were, we we teased that we were the one night stand that never ended so we just like <laughs> literally, <laughs> honestly, he's like, are you going to leave ever? Like, <laughs> but no, we just, we really fell in love like straight away and not neither one of us was looking for that. I mean, I was on my first official kind of OE and he was mm-hmm. fresh out of law school. um, First job as a lawyer, like he was, we were just not looking to settle down and we just fell in love and did. And then a year later, Greta was born. And then three or four years later, Ethan was born and then yeah and then I've just I've been here ever since I've now been in New Zealand just almost as long as I had been in the states so oh, wow yeah I was 23 when I came over uh and now I'm and, um, <laughs>
0: we'll do and math. We'll do the math.
1: <laughs> and if you didn't get the audio on that that's I'm now 35
0: not 45 Got you. yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. I love that you can't plan for that day. Eh? It's just like, if that happens, it happens and you've got to go with it.
1: It was the best thing ever as well. Like I instantly fell in love with Wellington. I, I, I remember, cause I still have the journal that I was keeping the travel journal I was keeping. Oh. And I was like, this is the city I was always meant to live in. I just, it's every bit of San Francisco with a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And it was like, all the things I loved about California where I grew up Um, and it was coastal. It was just, everything was fantastic. And I just felt home as soon as I got here. And I always feel like when I go technically home to visit family that I'm not home, I can't wait to get Mm. back to New Zealand. I I miss my family and stuff, but I, and I love to visit the States, but my home is New Zealand now. I, I love it here so much. And, um, Yeah. So my mom was a florist for 45 years and I grew up very in a creative household and I was into everything from fine art painting to, um, you know, just uh, speech and drama and all those kind of things. And I was just like, always thought I was going to be a fashion designer. That's what I wanted Mm -hmm. to do. I was... Justin, I was obsessed with fashion. Um, and then when I left the States to come on my OE or whatever, I got a little job in a flower shop right in Wellington. Uh, it was, it's no longer there, but it was called Daisy a day. And it was on manners in Victoria. And I mm-hmm. just walked in one day and I was like, flower shops didn't scare me cause I grew up around them. Cause my mom was a florist and I was like, Hey, do you have a job? <laughs> and They were like, um, yeah, we've got like a Monday kind of person job, you know, sweeping floors and helping the florists and stuff. And I was like, great. I'll like, why don't I show up and come in? and like 3 months later I had like 35 or so like corporate con- uh, contracts. Like it just steamrolled. Like as the minute I got in ah. there, I was like I it felt like I was home. But I didn't know it till I just kind of went, oh, this is something I can kind of just do. But then I just didn't realize how good I was at it. Like just kind of in, not not being braggadocious or anything. I just, mm. it was like, it was all second nature. And I think the fear wasn't there because I grew up around Flora Street and watching my mom mm how she handled snips and how she handled product and how there was just no fear there. Whereas a lot of young people getting into the industry, there's trepidation there because they're, they're just not sure. They, they may not have been around it. Doesn't mean they can't excel really fast or, you know, in their given time, but I just happened to have had that kind of early start. And before I knew it, I was doing it full time and, um, Right up until literally two weeks before Greta was due, I was working um, in that in the flower shop, and um, then I took some time oh, wow. off. Yeah, so I took some time off to be a stay home mom, and then I got right back into it. Once
0: nice. <laughs> Ethan was like four. Or five. <laughs> Is that when you had your Juniper Gallery? Is that after after Greta arrived that you did that?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, So my I had a shop in Newtown for about seven years. It was a gallery. And so I got to do the art and floristry thing combined. And it was Mm -hmm. so I loved that shop. It was a big part of I I just loved that community in Newtown. And they loved me and they loved our family and our kids grew up you know like kind of sweeping the floors in that shop and stuff
0: so while we're talking about backgrounds Greta I think it'd be cool to hear a bit about yours obviously it will be a little bit briefer than your mum's right now but for everyone listening Greta has recently joined her mum working at Twig and Arrow and before we jump into hearing the early story of Twig and Arrow I think right now it'd be cool to hear how Greta made that decision like how did you end up joining your mum in the business was it an easy decision and was Mindy keen straight away I was working like, every summer, um, or, like, every
1: wedding season from probably about, was it 2015, 2014? Yeah, yeah, from yeah. um, from 2015, kind of, up until I left high school, which was 2018, and then once I left high school, I kind of was like, I want a different job that's not for my mum, um, so I went and I worked at one of the smaller supermarkets in Wellington Um, and I did that for about you know six months and like it was really good experience but I was a little bit unhappy um, just kind of nearing the end of my like six month stint there and that Mm. kind of was around the time that mum had decided to like move the space from event-only or move the business from event-only to a, like a retail space and she kind of offered for me to obviously leave the job that I was at and then come on like as a you know a retail assistant um, at first and then I do not really remember how we how I was of- I, I think it was very evident when I opened the shop that the managerial side, because we didn't ex I had no idea that it was going to just take off the way it mm. did. Um, and it soon became apparent that I needed someone who understood the business, understood mm. our client base, understood every vendor that we'd ever worked with and every, uh, like venue owner as well. And that was Greta. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I need her expertise. It's not that um she needed me. I desperately needed her and so I made her an <laughs> offer she couldn't refuse. Yeah. Or you oh, did refuse I love it. That. You did actually. You said I think it if I remember correctly, you were like, I'll just have a think about it and I'm not you weren't overly keen and I yeah. went away. Yeah. Was it your dad and I went to see John Mayer and we came back and or on our way back I got this text through the desert yeah. road and it was I've made a decision, and I think it'll make you really happy. Yeah. And I was Aww. like, "Oh my god!" because <laughs> you—I yeah. I don't know about you, Grace, uh, working um, with your husband, like you did with Sweet <clears throat> Bakery and stuff. It—it's such a—it—it's like when you have someone who knows exactly how you move, how you talk. what's gonna when is a good time to do certain things and when is not, like that stuff is invaluable. And it's if you totally can if you can sync with someone who knows you that well and you get along with like Yeah. Yeah, I think it helps that we don't butt heads <laughs> at all. No. Really. Um I mean there's the occasional I'm gonna do it because I wanna do it <laughs> from, <laughs> from you from or both me. ends. <laughs> um <laughs> But I mean, other than that, it's well. There isn't oh, there isn't overarching trust that we have. Like mm. I, I could say, I trust you with my child, but she is my child, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> literally I'll trust you with you, yourself. Yeah. Um, but that's there's a trust there that means that if one of us says I want to do this, then we go. I believe in you, and I know yeah. that I know you as a person deep yeah. down have conviction about this so yeah yeah and kind I th- of got off yeah topic, but. and I think that um you know when I came on and I was like these are the things I want to take over and you know it'll allow you to get into your like creative thing like you got to just really focus on that and I took over like the social media the emails the you know client the you know Um, organizational stuff and um like all of the bills and like all of that kind of stuff a lot of the ordering because she knows exactly how quantities of everything we have Mm. yeah uh, absolutely yeah it's been a godsend but it's also great because if I do ever need you know like a how would you do this or you know what how many of this should I order or whatever it's not it's yeah it's not really like a um I can't think of the word, but it's it's not a shameful thing. It's, it's, ne- a it's never, yeah, it's never like a um, uh, you should know this" kind of yeah. response. It's always a yeah, because I did that all by myself all for yeah. years over you know, accumulative. I've been in the industry twenty two years, so I've always done all that stuff. So letting that go, Grace, was really hard. Like, mm. I to to let that go was so hard. <laughs> But I if I was going to let it go freely and mm-hmm. with trust... Because you had tried in the past to give it to other people and it kind of just didn't really work no. as well because it's not... It's, it's also being able to make the transition as seamless as possible. Like there are times when we're in the car and we literally say the same thing at the <laughs> same time <laughs> and we're like... Get out of my head. No, I say that to you because you, yeah, no. <laughs> to be able to, like, take over things like social media and, um, like, the emails and have people mm. come to us at the store and be like, I don't know who I was talking to, but <laughs> yeah. I had this conversation with one of you. Yeah, and-
0: that's so valuable. It's like, you're, you've got the same voice, like, and that voice is the voice of the brand, because I guess that just grew so naturally from Mindy and and you've obviously got that too Greta I love that it was so like you coming on board Greta was just so natural but also that it went both ways like you said it wasn't like Mindy it wasn't like you were trying to you know just give your daughter an after-school job or anything like that like originally but it it, it just it was like you needed each other and it just came together so beautifully So, so rewind a little bit to Mindy when you were starting Twig and Arrow so as we we heard a bit about Juniper Gallery that you had before, and then did I hear that you had a flood there, and that was kind of where the beginnings of Twig and Arrow was? That sounds like a very stressful time. Isn't that it? was it was an unexpected um, building
1: kind of issue, and that that caused a lot of damage to stuff that I had uh, in the back stock room. And oh like I I was kind of I had plans to just kind of uh, introduce lots like some really interesting bits and pieces to the shop that I already had and that was all ruined within just one afternoon of a, it was a hot water cylinder that burst in the roof and ah. everything came down. And so there was so much damage to the old building that we would we would have to vacate and stuff. And at that point I was just kind of like, it was 2015, I'd just seen my business through the GFC on the other end of it and I was like do I have this in me again to kind of and I was like no I've just got to take some time off so I'm just gonna go event only and just Mm -hmm. and and that's what I did and I had a bunch of brides on my books anyway from Juniper that were happy to keep you know keep uh, their booking with me and stuff even though it was under the guise of a different Mm. structure and that didn't affect anything so it was still me doing the flowers and such and then after that first season the word, the, it's, the words just traveled. Like, it was just like, oh, she does this. And it was just word of mouth. And pretty soon by, from 2015 to 2000, I think 2015, I had like six weddings, uh, maybe five or six, Mm -hmm. accumulative. By 2018, we were doing 25 weddings in a season. And that's not including all the workshops that I teach and all the other stuff. So that was, that was like a, a huge growth and just from, and just for one person with, um, I would just have seasonal kind of staff that would come on and work weddings Mm. and stuff. But really everything that Greta and I do now, the two of us I was doing just on my Mm. own, plus all the physical prepping and all that stuff, And the installs and the, you know, Grayson, um, (laughs) but it's just, it's a very physically taxing. So then mentally taxing as well. I think Mm -hmm. by 2018, I had really reached my, um, I had some undiagnosed health issues as well. So I was like, I'm burning myself out. And, um, once I got those diagnosed and helped, uh, um, I could, turn everything around by 2019. I was like, okay, I don't want to give this up, but I do want to do it manageably. And I do mm-hmm. want to make some changes. And I also want to add retail cause I had been turning down so much business every, you know, with just people saying, why can't I order from you for everyday flowers? Yeah. Uh, so I talked to people who I trusted and I really respected and they unilaterally just said, um, you you don't understand how much this is kind of needed because there had been quite a few closures of other flower shops around Wellington and there's still some amazing colleagues of mine that still have great shops but Wellington is a very big um, city and there is there's a lot of different subjective tastes with flowers like or not Mm -hmm. taste but you know, design is very subjective and, um, well it's also like flowers are an art form. So like not, not everyone likes every kind of art. So that's like, so we have a very, you know, I have a very distinct twig and arrow style and there was not any of that available. And people were like, my closest clients I would do work for. And they're just like, if you just, if I could just get this all the time, it would be really great. So I, uh, yeah. And, and Greta was one of those people that said, but even before she had come on, she was just like, you you should absolutely do this. This is, um, this is something that needs to be done. And I was already resigned to the fact that I would kind of trim down the wedding work that I took. So only taking one wedding a weekend, <laughs> not doing <laughs> two or three, uh, which is if no, if no one understands the wedding industry, a typical wedding flower wise takes up to two to three days to completely prep, design, install. And if you're talking about, um, the breakdown process as well, that's a fourth Mm -hmm. day. So it is an, um, it's an amazing logistic kind of feat when you're talking about the size of weddings that we kind of typically do. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was something that I just wanted to say, if I am gonna trim down the wedding work that I take, weekday availability of uh, delivered flowers is something that I can take on. And I've, you know, I did for years. And so I I knew it was completely achievable and I could do it. But with that was a whole managerial side of stuff that really needed a person to be the, the main person. Cause I am not by any means, uh, um, a desk jockey or a, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not so good with the computer. <laughs> the, uh, Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I just struggle sometimes with, it's not that I'm not savvy, but, and I, i do my best, but something that I can, by the time I'm done saying what I need Greta to do, she's like, yeah, it's done. <laughs> I'm like, oh, or you'll start and I'll be like yeah I've done it
0: it's so smart because that's exactly what you should do is you should be focusing on what you do well and what you enjoy and then finding the right people for all of the different components of it because it's not just you know you could do it but it's just if you're not enjoying it and it's not what it makes your heart sing and it's not what you're great at then what's the
1: point? It yeah is- I mean I felt that it was very like um, both interesting and um, kind of not a lot of people I feel like can truly sit down and say to themselves, okay, I actually can't do it all. I actually need help with certain things. Cause mm. I, I can't even do that. I like, if Mum's like, do you need help? with I'm like, no, <laughs> please don't, don't touch. Don't, don't touch that. Um, but to be able to fully hand that over, and I think that was probably you knew that in your mind that that's how I would be. So mm-hmm. I think that made it easier for you to hand it over. Cause you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But also I've, this whole thing has taught me w- working with you as a peer, you know, mm. like not, yes, we have the mother daughter relationship and everything and that's all fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's fine. Um, but the, the, the blessing of, of of this is that I've learned how to talk to you as an adult yeah. woman, woman to woman, business yeah. person to business person, and I'll come to you and I'll know it, it will be something that you are possibly not wanting to uh, admit. Um, that you may need Mm. more information on.
0: Yeah, I think Greta, what you said is a really true way of thinking about it. Like you kind of have to check your ego at the door with things like that, because that's where it comes from where you're like, I can do everything. I've got this. But if you're honest with yourself, then yeah, it makes so much more sense to spread the load as you put it, Mindy. So yeah, I think that's very wise. And I think it would be kind of cool for people listening just to take us through a little bit of what like a bit of a day in the life looks like twig and arrow, maybe in business as usual times, because you guys have just created these roles for yourself in this space that you love. And I think it's just so inspiring and and it would be really cool for people to hear what that actually involves running a business like this.
1: Like today, um, you know, we uh, got up at (laughs) 5.30, tried to open our eyes so we could um, do the the auction so there's a live auction uh, so you have to get up and and um, buy all your product basically Mm -hmm. is that online now yeah yeah yeah. 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 so it's a Dutch it's a Dutch auction type scenario where um, I can do it in my track pants yeah Yeah. (laughs) Greta loves it so (laughs) this morning we we did that and then I typically I'm a morning person I've had to learn to be so I was just like I'm gonna go pick up everything and I'll meet you at the shop at opening time because I know Greta is not a morning person but she <laughs> forces herself to be uh, I head in to, to pick them up and then uh, Greta often even though Greta's still at home kind of getting ready for her day she's handling all the incoming orders that because we have everything's automated and all through, like it's on our phones. It's on our, like, uh, mm. yeah, uh, you can't escape it. You can't. So she does admin sometimes till 11 45 at night. Try, try one. Yeah. Sometimes because a lot of our clients <laughs> wow. are overseas. They are like, even like, I can even read the messages and they'll be like telling her off going, we know what time it is in New Zealand. Yeah. You should not be up doing this, yeah. but she is a night owl, <laughs> oh. which is why she's not a morning person. I'm the opposite. I kind of, Really need to need to be up early, and I need to kind of be um, resting because I've also had to learn to rest my body. Because as you get older, and your body, <laughs> you know, you're doing such physical work, it sleep is so important. And yeah. I've just so we have kind of opposites, but we make it work and mm. um, schedules. But once we get in, Greta gets right into the admin, and then I'm right to the orders prepping everything that's come from market we get it into um and we just yeah we just hit the ground running really and I know we're going to talk a little bit more about COVID that's changed how our shop day does work a little bit but by and large um Mm. there is a little bit less uh does like designing of the shop because we can't necessarily have people in until level one because we have a small shop and there's three of us so there's no way to distance with people. Mm, Of
0: course. Um,
1: So we have a little bit more time up our sleep, but to do not much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I get a coffee. then we've kind of touched on weddings a little bit too because that's obviously still a part of what you do even though it's not as big as it was before and we've touched a bit on, on how what a mammoth effort this is with this amazing weddings that you guys are doing and I, yeah it kind of brings it all back to me because I know I was only doing one when I was doing cakes it was one little piece of this puzzle but you guys were doing so many touch points throughout the day and I, I know I used to find that weddings is just so much pressure like I don't know how you guys find it but I think you, you put it on yourself a lot of the time time it doesn't necessarily come from the bride and groom but you feel it and yeah I guess like how what's your experience been like working in the wedding industry well
1: what I had when I decided to take less weddings it wasn't that I was going to be doing smaller ones I wanted to actually take um there was like a minimum client that I would kind of book and then Mm -hmm. anything else we will book as a pickup like some people don't understand that with um flower uh florals and styling they you know there's a lot of drive time and that that's something mm. that i'm sure people don't never kind of thought about with cakes and stuff like that as well but you're on the road so much so um yeah. and you have to drive slowly as well because oh, things yeah. can
0: fall over and <laughs> yeah <laughs> Same and,
1: with flowers. yeah yeah, absolutely and so there's that that kit glove kind of thing that you're also um against the traffic of the weekend and you have a deadline to get certain things up and then you have you're up against the weather and you're up against the sometimes the heat of summer and also if the bride likes her flowers yeah which is very... which you know typically I, I i i'm good enough at my job that i've never had um knock on wood someone dissatisfied <laughs> with their um you know the the look and and all of that but often uh, the, the hard part of the, the wedding and event kind of side of what I do is that, um, brides and their mo- bride and brides and grooms and brides and brides and grooms and grooms, sometimes mm-hmm. in their heads, they don't understand that anything can go wrong in a wedding day, anything. And that is a domino effect. So if you know, um, the the cake decorator is stuck in traffic and can't get to you, then you have to wait for them before you can hand off the, the, you know, doing the flowers on the cake or, mm-hmm. um, you know, if the, if, uh, if, if the, the venue is not ready, yeah, if the we... venue is not ready, they had a wedding the day before and it hasn't been cleaned properly, which luckily a lot of the venues are not necessarily that, um, way inclined but sometimes you do get the odd thing where it's just like there's a roadblock and you have to learn how to MacGyver your way out of it and with that <laughs> comes experience but and that was also the reason why Greta was such a great fit was because she grew up watching me MacGyver my way out of so many situations so true. and yeah. help save what is these people's most important day of their lives next to a birth, uh, you know, and that's, that's something that, yes, the stress is huge, but you, your problem solving is very important Mm. to not just kind of save your business reputation, but also the expectation of these people and their families day. And so that domino effect is so important and I'm always thinking about that. So that's where the, I think the biggest pressure for me goes is where I'm like, Mm. okay, if I can't do this, I need to be able to do this and Mm. like with thinking like
0: two steps ahead all the time.
1: Absolutely. When a bride and groom come to me and say, we want these flowers and this look and feel, I say, absolutely. But let's talk about a B choice and a C choice as well, because Mm. as we've all been shown, anything can happen in life that even, you know, just a butterfly effect of, you know, of Mm. now with COVID and, absolutely
0: yeah and i think that people often don't realize when they think about wedding flowers they probably just think about the bouquet but yeah there's so much more to it and you're you're what you do is really, like, we call it, you call it botanical styling, don't you? Because it's so much more than floristry. It's its honestly, you guys need to go and look on, on Instagram and the website because these are just works of art and they, like, defy gravity and they just completely make the wedding. And I know that from personal experience because you did flowers for my sister's wedding, but there's also many more elements of the day that you guys are involved in because you also help with styling and props and um you know table plans of seating plans and just every basically like every visual element of the wedding which is most of a wedding really when you think about it um you guys have got your hands in it's crazy before we kind of move on to chat what's happening right now i think uh, i'd love to hear a bit about what you're your vision for twig and arrow is, especially, I guess, maybe now Greta is on board. You might have some big plans. I know it's a bit of a funny time to be talking about that, but did you have any growth plans in place for twig and arrow? Like at some stage, did you look at more cities or something like that? Or is it too soon to say right now?
1: And Greta, I will say has been so instrumental. We took a, we took a trip to New York last year, just she and I, and, It inspired so much of what we're kind of implementing and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Look and feel, color, like every, just Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're, when, when you're stuck, getting so far out of your Mm -hmm. comfort zone and box. And when you can't, even if it's just somewhere in New Zealand, just travel for Mm -hmm. a second and see. I think I was just so kind of locked into things and well it's like mm-hmm. when you're looking at the same thing for a really long time it just all like even if it's slightly different it all starts to look the same and mm-hmm. then you just like yeah lose kind of yeah drive like yeah, I I felt like true. I and so bringing Greta on and she, she's like it's so funny that she was like do I say black and white or color you are such a color girl like and she has <laughs> really pulled my eyes towards experimenting with color. And I know that sounds weird for a florist to say, but you mm-hmm. do get in, uh, you get in a comfortable zone. And especially with mm-hmm. there is trend with flowers. So you'll get like lots of white and green weddings and lots of blush weddings and lots of this and lots of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before you, before you know it, you're only kind of working with maybe a, a really limited palette, uh, when there is so much more. Mm-hmm. And so, now with the shop and Greta really saying, push that color mom, like put mm. do something that is so out of the box and, and it's been like so well received and so like exciting. So we're doing more of that where Greta's just like bringing ideas to the table and saying, what can you do with this idea? And I'll be like, oh, again it's like you know it's like getting a challenge makes it exciting again it's
0: like project runway and you're my (laughs) tin gun oh that all sounds so exciting and i love that you're both pushing each other like it's not just like mindy's doing the creative bits and Greta's running the business it's like you are pushing each other creatively because on the
1: other side of that i'll have a business idea and i'll be like how can you make this work i have this idea of doing this, but how can we implement that? And before I know it, Greta's come up with a whole marketing strategy and, (laughs) or a, you know, a logistic plan for it or or and it's great. It is, I'm probably doing the best work of, you know, that I have in a long time. And I I can truly say I wouldn't be able to have done it without Greta. Um, And obviously the love of the boys and the family as well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I have to make shout out to Stuart, out, guys. And Stuart and ethan who literally bear with
0: us at the dinner table talking shop it's so true and i've talked a bit about that with other people about like husband wife teams and things but i guess the same kind of applies to you guys is mother daughter team you come home and like do you ever have to kind of check the business at the door and Drag be like
1: Grace is the one time where yeah. no shop talk can happen <laughs> yeah we
0: absolutely oh yeah sh-
1: like it's like get your sweats on let's get rue on the computer and we just
0: delve in it's all about balance that's very important (laughs) all right so now i think it would be interesting to hear of course it is a really devastating time and it has been and it's still going for everyone but especially for businesses like yours that rely on events and occasions and those were pretty much cancelled for two plus months so I mean if you guys don't mind sharing what that kind of time was like for you in that level four period I was like
1: I get I get my body to rest yeah (laughs) well I was so (laughs) flippin tired um but that only lasted about a week and then I was like stir crazy so I was Mm -hmm. I was creating a lot of visual content for Mm -hmm. the the Instagram account and stuff almost literally daily I was doing these kind of like uh, color house challenges and stuff like that. I loved those. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but those were so I would not go batty because I didn't have flowers because we're we <laughs> when we sold our house two years ago, we have no yard. We're in a penthouse apartment up on the t- like. So there's no no, and I was like, okay, I'm making literally art or creating stuff like chocolate that I haven't eaten since like (laughs) Christmas (laughs) like going to Greta's room really early in the morning going I need everything pink you have I was like over there on the desk somewhere but logistically still so creative yeah and admin wise I think that was so stressful for you yeah I mean I feel like we were a little bit lucky in the sense that it's not like we had um because COVID's almost hit I guess during the what would be considered the down period,
0: it was um, for not wedding season. It we'd like, right. there was
1: only one wedding of yeah. ours that got cancelled. Yeah, and oh, not wow. even cancelled; okay. it was just postponed. Yeah, until later in the year, which I think we were really, really lucky and like grateful that that was. You mm-hmm. know, we didn't have to refund a bunch of brides, or we didn't have to like completely, massively rearrange our calendar or anything. It did mean that. There were quotes and like processes that were put on hold because obviously people's jobs were a little bit up in the air for a while, and people were like, "Okay, just like hold off until I, you know, know for certain that I will have a job coming out of this," and um, mm, of so that so obviously being able to be lenient and flexible with people was really important. Um, and I'd like to think that I was you, good. With um, that. No, she's um, just amazing. Like just the, um, just the amount of kind of like thought, uh, to people's circumstances that I was so like, I try not to, to embarrass her too much and be like, <laughs> I'm so proud, but it w- I was standing back and watching, you know, and reading what she was writing to clients and stuff. And I was thinking there's so, this is so much more than just, um, what is expected this was a lot like it was really like you know look we understand if you don't if you need extra time with this quote and you you take your time and you you know mm. and and most people were just so absolutely just floored by the um because ultimately like people people's jobs and you know people's livelihoods and you know ensuring that those are you know, secure and that you will have one coming out of COVID was more important than any money or any event or any, cause those can be moved mm-hmm. around and they can be postponed, but you can't really do that with a job and with income. Like you, You know, none of those things can be put on if you don't have a job. And then people stressing about losing their dates because they couldn't pay their deposits that were outstanding and stuff. We were just like, let's shelve this. We're all on hold. Yeah. And that was... None of us are going anywhere. We're all at home in track (laughs) pants. Watching Drag Race. (laughs)
0: yeah oh that's yeah that's so important and I think yeah you guys have done that really well is just staying present you know from what I've seen from the outside just staying present and obviously bring really customer first with everyone because how you behave now during these hard times is what's going to set you up so well for we, you know when the good times come back and I think not everyone gets that right so yeah it sounds like you guys have really clocked that which is cool and then now obviously we are getting back into a bit more of real life not totally back but your deliveries are back on you guys are obviously back in your in your studio space even your shop space even though it's not totally open um gatherings are coming back this must all be good stuff for you guys have you seen a bit of an like a stirring of life back into business
1: Mother's Day was that literally one week from that period, so that was like it was just bedlam. I've never seen a, a bigger day, and I've worked a lot of Valentine's days, mm-hmm. but that was like four <laughs> times what Valentine's Day was. Wow, that took me back to probably in like 1990. I think it was like 1998 or something. I was working in a flower shop in the CBD and it was like they had done this radio kind of thing and they had sold, oversold all these rose bunches and literally I was in the basement just prepping and making bunches for like, it seemed like eight hours straight or something like that. That took me back to that kind mm-hmm. of, but there was three of us and we were having to process just the magnitude of orders that our little shop that, really had even though Twig and Arrow's been around since 2015, the shop itself was less than a year old. So mm. the presence necessarily wasn't in people's mind, but man was it, when we came out of like out mm. of level four. And it was just it was it was a task that we had to to completely pull up our bootstraps and just go, we attack this at the best of our ability the highest quality nothing Mm. leaves here without my seal of approval and if it doesn't look incredible it's not leaving here because these people have been in lockdown for four weeks this is the first flowers they're going to see these are from their children or their, you know people from overseas that can't be with their parents or their mother and so Mm. it was incredibly it was like any wedding i think i've ever Mm -hmm done Mm. yeah I know like from the admin side it was probably the most high stress situation I've ever been in I think I was like you know like I didn't sleep very well I was like what if I'm forgetting an order what if I like because that's the worst nightmare you know mothers are expecting well not expecting but you know there's that kind of you know wish and want for (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah it was amazing though and everything went off beautifully i was so proud of the team we had mothers coming we're still having mothers coming in going my bunch has not died yet i've been pulling out two or three i had a lady send me a series of like three photographs that was one the week she got it two the week after and then still uh last week
0: Uh, her flowers
1: were still going and she was just like the the people take the time out to say Mm. that it just means the world and it, every time yeah. someone comes by i'll i'll thank them i'll shut the door and then i'll just start to cry because it oh, just no. still means it means so much to me And, um, it means a lot to Greta, but she's not a crier.
0: And like the mother's day thing, like it sounds obviously very stressful for you guys, like (laughs) insane, but also like what a blessing after a month or so of no orders to have just that bumper day to really like reignite the business. I think in a way it was hard timing, but it was also fantastic timing that there was this holiday that came up and, and such a great one for flowers as well, of course. So I'm glad you guys could really make the most of that. So before we wrap up, as um, you know, I'm sure you have lots to get back onto, but I always like to end the chats on a positive note with some inspiration or maybe like a quote that you love, something you've learned along the way. And I think it'd be kind of cool to hear that from both of you because you might have slightly different takes on that.
1: Asking Greta this earlier, because I always have a lot of, my mother was from the South, so I have a lot of s- Southern ones, but <laughs> that I say, uh, but I couldn't think of any, but I do know that I say a lot to the, any of the, like the apprenticeship people that come through or people that I'm, that I'm teaching in workshops or um, junior florists is trust your instinct. And it's so important in design or in, in just even in, starting a new business or anything, if you if you trust your first instinct and then cultivate that and, and really just kind of bring that first instinct out, that is gonna be the truest form of what you really wanted to say, what you really wanted to do. And it's often people who overthink and pick apart that first instinctive direction that they lose their way you know whether it be creating a bouquet or an arrangement or even just writing a letter or you know a manuscript or something like that it's just trust that instinct it will always that's that's what is truly your perspective and your kind of what's really from you
0: that's so true yeah and i think sometimes you find that if you do go away from that and go in a different direction you'll often find that you end up back you know, back at the starting point and you're like, oh, I wasted all that time. I should have just have trusted myself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so what do you tell me when I get in my head a lot? That's probably the biggest thing. Cause you are, you're so good about getting me back again. Like you said, Grace, back to where you started. I mm. will sometimes just, um, not that I won't trust my instinct, but I will start to worry about what other vendors are expecting or mm. what other, What other influences? And I'll just start trying to add more, and that's when Greta, you always. Oh, what did I say to you yesterday? (laughs) It was um, you need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) That was so great. Yeah, I looked over at her and she goes, "You need to stop," because I was adding (laughs) more candles to this this photo shoot that we were doing out at Sudbury and. There was, the moment was beautiful. Uh, like, all everyone was poised. Like, Wait, I need one more. I was like, you need to stop. You absolutely need to stop. And I'll do that. I'll be up on a ladder in the heat of the sun doing a an pergola, mm. and I'll be like, it just needs three more roses, okay. and Greta will look me dead in the eye and just stare, like, into my soul and go, you need to stop. Enough is <laughs> and enough. And it can be, like, <laughs> stop, like, take a minute, or you need to stop adding something, but just, you know, there's, there's times where you just need to stop and it's yes. that's. I feel like that's. Concise. And often I go, "You're right," and I look at the floor, and I. Yeah. And, and I, you put your tail between your legs. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's perfect. That's so good. That can be your catchphrase, Gridda. You need to stop. <laughs> it works in so many different ways I really like it (laughs) oh well that is just all beautiful thank you so much to both of you for sharing all of that all of the stories and the wisdom and I just know that I am going to continue to be really inspired by you guys uh, you're just absolute mother-daughter goals and I hope that Demi and I one day will be just like you because I think it's just fantastic I'm so lucky that I got to work with you with you both along the way and I'm definitely going to keep following what you guys are up to next thanks so so much Grace for having us thank you you're just doing such an
1: amazing job and we love listening to your podcast
0: (laughs) oh you guys are beautiful thank you Bye. Bye, bye Oh, it was just so special today to get to chat with Mindy and Greta. As I said, I've known these ladies since early on in my sweet bakery days, and you could probably tell from our cackling during that episode that I just think they are the best quality. And of course, their work is just stunning. So please do head to twigginarrow.com or at on social media to have a little nosy for yourself. And of course, you can also find their studio at 92 Upton Road in Kelvin, Wellington. Even better, Mindy and Greta have offered us Pep Talk Gang a very generous free delivery on our orders which is amazing just use the code TEAMTWIG next time you order at TwigandArrow.com. that is so kind of them and I know I will be tucking that code in my back pocket it will be very handy for my next very special delivery from those guys and of course you get a big thank you as well for having a listen to Pep Talk today if you aren't already make sure you head to at peptalknz on Instagram to stay up to And make sure you never miss an episode. Until next time, bye.